Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Aquarius season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 Extended Year Ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or, if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundations course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of Embodied Astrology's offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog and our audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you'd like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave us a great review. You can follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now, on to your Aquarius season horoscope. Aquarius season begins with the simultaneous movement of Pluto and the Sun into Aquarius. I talked to you in Capricorn season about this solar conjunction, the Sun and Pluto coming together on January 20th, which is the day that Aquarius season begins. And the Kazemi between the Sun and Pluto occurs at the very last degree and the very last arc minute of the degree. It's like the end of the end of the end. And then they both together move into Aquarius. This is the last time that the Sun and Pluto will be coming together in Capricorn for another uh, couple of centuries. Pluto has a 200, over 200 year orbit around the Sun. Since 2008, every time the Sun moves through Capricorn, it's conjoining Pluto. 2024 is the last year. 2025 begins a new cycle of Sun-Pluto conjunctions that will take us 20 years to move through. Pluto will remain in Aquarius until 2042, 2043. That's a chunk of time. 
And so in 2024, we are right at the beginning of a significant new phase of Pluto in Aquarius. Over the course of 2024, Pluto, uh, because it travels so slowly, will only kind of inch into the sign. It will make it to two degrees of Aquarius. It will station retrograde in May, and it will actually retrograde back into Capricorn in September. It will station direct in November, and then it will re-enter Aquarius November 19th, and then it will be here to stay. And so as Pluto enters Aquarius, the very first day of Aquarius season, there is a big influx of its energy into uh, the systems of the sign and into the place that this sign holds for you. Now you might know how important Aquarius is for Leo because Aquarius is your opposite sign. And anytime we're working with oppositional polarity, we are working with two parts of the same whole, the yin-yang kind of idea. Leo rules the heart, Aquarius rules the connective tissues. Your veins and your arteries are connective tissues. In your 2024 overview reading, I talked about your heart and I gave you a somatic practice for listening with and connecting with your heart. I talked about how the heart and the veins and the arteries are one continuous system. The arteries and veins move into your whole body. They extend to your periphery. Your heart is right at the center. Leo as an archetypal energy holds the center. Leo connects to the element of fire. Many of us have the experiences of gathering around a campfire or sitting in front of the fireplace. The hearth is a central point to gather, the stove, right? The, the fire or the flame that draws us in with its warmth. This is Leo's archetype. The heat that spreads into our bodies is Aquarius's archetype. When we're working with Aquarius, we are working with distribution of energy. We are working with the idea of systems and multiple complex interlinking systems that unite individual components into a larger whole. Aquarius as your opposite sign is reflective of audiences. You might think of if Leo is the, is the star, Aquarius is the audience. Now you have both Leo and Aquarius in your chart, so you are both audience and celebrity in your own movie, you know, the ongoing uh, epic story of your life. You're both observing, watching it, and also inside of it. As your opposite sign, Aquarius's place in the Leo solar charts is in what's called the seventh house. And the seventh house is a place of relationship, and it's the most uh, fundamental aspect of relationship, which is two. The one and the one make the two. So in this part of your chart, we have the most basic uh, 
idea of encounter, that you are not alone here, other people exist, and you are going to have to navigate relationship with other people. The seventh house conveys relationship in general, the reality of it, as well as the concepts that it brings. We like to name our relationships and classify and codify them. So when you think of, oh, that person is my friend, that person is my lover, that person is my colleague, that person is my parent, and that person is my enemy, we have classifications of relationships. And in every kind of relationship, there are different agreements, or we might even think about contracts, and some relationships do actually have contracts involved. So the seventh house is the place where we classify and make agreements inside of our relationships. We make agreements a lot of times before we even enter relationships. There are subtle, implicit agreements before there are uh, external, explicit agreements. Pluto is coming into Aquarius for almost 20 years. Collectively, this is a period of time when we are working with underworld forces and the power of alchemical transformation in a sign that has to do with systems, living systems, connective systems, and uh, the whole of many, many pieces coming together. Aquarius is associated with humanity as a whole, with societies and cultures and groups and organizations. In your 2024 year ahead reading, I was talking a lot about uh, a phase that we are moving towards astrologically in uh, 2025 and 2026 that has to do with a growing coherence between groups of people. Um, a period of time in which the notion of the individual will remarkably change as individuals organize and reorganize themselves in different kinds of group formations and identities. In Capricorn season, I shared quite a bit about Pluto in its relationship to the underworld. And again, wherever Pluto is, we are being invited into an underworld journey and process. An underworld journey and process requires sacrifice. You read the story of um, gods and goddesses and heroes who have dared to venture into the underworld and they are always required to leave a sacrifice. And sometimes those sacrifices are quite extreme. And so wherever Pluto is transiting, uh, we can expect that necessary sacrifices will have to be made. Now, what are we sacrificing here? Sorry, my chair is squeaking. What are we sacrificing? Uh, in the seventh house, in the space of Aquarius, as Pluto is moving in? Well, we need to uh, sacrifice what obstructs true power 
in our relationships. I talked in your 2024 uh, overview about the difference uh, between false power and true power. There are lots of forms of quote-unquote power that are actually false power or misuse of power. These forms of energy that we might call power are often simply violence. They uh, might have to do with the accumulation of certain kinds of resource or the potential that groups or individuals have to impact something. True power, in my opinion, is the power of relationality and connection. The power of one is nothing compared to the power of thousands. This is why the powers that be in the world right now, if we think about folks who have access to economic power or military power, something like that, uh, will do their best to keep us from connecting with one another in solidarity. There have been so many documented circumstances of governments uh, completely manipulating and thwarting group solidarity movements. It has happened time and time again that as people begin to organize, they become more powerful. And then forces that would seek to maintain their false power uh, assert their force and disrupt the growing power of coherence, the growing power of connection and relationship. And so this misuse of power is very much an aspect of Plutonian energy. Wherever Pluto is moving, we are going to see the misuse of power, the abuse of power. As Pluto moves through Aquarius, we will see groups of people misusing power, as we've seen for a long time. We'll see the misuse of power in Aquarius uh, themes in the world, such as science and artificial intelligence and corporations, systems. And when we see the misuse and abuse of power, often we are very compelled to transform. Seeing how power is misused is an enormously motivating experience for a lot of people to question power, to fight power, to resist uh, these kind of false manifestations of power, and to work for transformation of power. So as we encounter some of the more destructive and malevolent manifestations of Pluto in Aquarius, I think we will also definitely encounter a lot of the more life-giving, nourishing, inspiring uh, manifestations of the transformative potentials of Pluto in Aquarius. And I think that some of the ways that this could look include the success of people-powered movements, groups of people coming together to change power together. I think that this can also include uh, power of systems thinking, of unity consciousness, the power of interrelationship, recognition of our interconnections, 
with one another and with the living world, with the planet, the cosmos. In your chart, Pluto coming into your seventh house, first of all, I'm going to say, is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You will never have another Pluto transit through your seventh house after this one. It'll move on. It'll keep transiting other parts of your chart. But this is the only time in your life this is going to happen. Pluto takes over 200 years to orbit the sun. Not everybody who's alive is going to experience Pluto in their seventh house. So this is a particularly potent transit. And as Pluto enters into your seventh house, you are experiencing a door opening. And beyond that door is a wild, mysterious terrain of relational power. What is beyond this door if you choose to open it? Beyond this door, we will find the misuse of power in relationship for sure. We'll find manipulation and coercion and all kinds of domination. We'll, kind, we'll find all kinds of ancient and twisted karma enacting in patterns again and again and again and again. You'll find those strands of ancient and twisted karma in you. You will encounter the ways that you misuse your power in relationship. And sometimes that's going to look like you um, embodying abusive ways of being. Everybody has the potential to be abusive, to be violent, to be manipulative, to be shitty. You do too. I'm sure you have been before. Now, Pluto is here, so we want transformation. And I'm going to say that when you encounter the underworld of your own psyche as it comes into your relationships, when you encounter your own monstrosity, the ways that you can manipulate and misuse your own power, I hope that you become conscious of it. Everybody has the potential to be abusive. When we become conscious of that potential, when we really feel what happens when we engage that potential, then we can transform it. So much abuse is coming from unconsciousness. It's coming from fear. It's coming from codependency. It's coming from addiction. When we bring ways of being into consciousness, we give them breath. We help them relate. And in relationship, there is power. When you encounter the parts of you that are unconsciously misusing your own power in relationship, it will probably not feel so good. You might feel shame. You might feel furious. You might feel uh, really reactive. All those feelings are okay. What really matters is how you hold them, how you work them. To work a Pluto process is to work your own psyche. This is depth work. When you feel 
ashamed and uncomfortable and reactive because you just misused your own power and you realized it, that is an enormously important moment. What can happen and what does happen for a lot of people is a glimpse of recognition happens and then shame comes in and it pulls us back into unconsciousness and we become even more reactive. We react to our own reactions. Someone might uh, explode, right? Get angry and yell and say something terrible. In a moment after that, there's a shock, some recognition. You see a look on someone's face and, oh my God, I cannot believe I said that. That was horrible. What happens in that moment is so important. If you enjoy my readings and find them supportive, make sure to pre-order your 2024 Year Ahead reading now. My Year Ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sun, moon, and rising signs with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and future, and providing a larger context that my monthly readings just can't get into. The 2024 readings will be published by the first week of January, and they make wonderful gifts for the astrology lovers in your life. You can also now receive a 75% discount on 2023's Year Ahead readings, which still have so much to offer. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. So many people in that moment of recognition will then react to their own reactions. They'll shut down. They'll avoid. They'll divert. They'll get even more angry. They'll push somebody away. They'll refuse to look inside and ask, what's really happening here? But that's exactly what we need you to do. You cannot avoid your own unconscious. Your unconscious is constantly manifesting itself. It is manifesting in relational patterns. It's manifesting in who you attract and what you attract. It's manifesting in the ways that you uh, internalize and feel things, right? Like without anything happening, it's like something happens, you go into that loop, you do the thing that you always do, you end up in the encounter, you always encounter. That's your unconscious on a loop. You will encounter relationships and uh, you will be engaged in interactions with people that are highly activating. That's just a fact of life on earth and it is an extreme fact in 2024. There's a lot of difference between people and a lot of those differences are highly charged and volatile. They are infused with actual generations and centuries of trauma. You encounter a situation in a relationship where suddenly the air gets sucked out of the room, where suddenly you can't hear what somebody is saying. Maybe your uh, body gets cold or you start to shake or you start to sweat. That's trauma in your body. I want to say there's nothing wrong with you if that's 
something that you've experienced or will experience. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not defective. You're living in a world that's highly traumatized. All of us carry these lineages of deep relational trauma and violence. Certain people, certain relationships will set it off for you in certain ways. You know where your points of trauma might resonate most acutely. But what you do with that trauma, that's the transformative potential. You cannot change other people. You cannot do their work for them. You cannot force them to do their work. Sorry. But you can do your own work. And that's where you're most effective. So as Pluto comes into your seventh house, a door is opening into the wilds of relational power and the landscapes of it. And in these wilds, trauma is lurking everywhere. You're traumatized, everybody's traumatized. You're fucked up, everybody's fucked up. You got baggage, everybody's carrying baggage. We're going to find the people who are carrying complementary baggage. The places where we're traumatized and fucked up will get mirrored and reflected by other people's places of trauma and fucked up inness. We can count on that. What you do when you get triggered, when you feel charged, or when you encounter a situation where others are bringing in a lot of charge, where they are triggered, that is the work. In 2024, you are starting a basically two-decade journey into this work. So I'm going to say, don't drink from a fire hydrant. Take small sips. Don't gorge on the work. Just nibble. You can move slowly. You can take a little bit as you're ready and then take some time to integrate it. In your 2024 overview, I said, I really hope that some of you pick up the work of learning about trauma and relationships. There are lots of resources out there. There are so many amazing teachers and teachings and processes and methods to help people become more trauma-informed and skillful with working uh, with the nervous systems of trauma, right? Our nervous systems are constantly engaged with one another in relationships. 70% of our communication is nonverbal, it's energetic, it's happening in our nervous systems, in our consciousness. You can cultivate skills for working effectively with your own trauma and with the trauma of others. And Aquarius season is knocking on your door. It's knocking on your door and it is asking you to uh, put together your curriculum, to take stock of what you've already learned. Hopefully a lot of you have done a lot of this work on your own already and you have some preparation for it. January 25th, we have a full moon in Leo in your sign. If your Leo placements are close to five degrees, which is where this full moon is, then this is a big one for you. The axis of Leo Aquarius in your chart especially is an axis of relationship. This is an axis of you and other 
people. This is a full moon that is square to Jupiter in Taurus. Both Aquarius and Leo, as well as Taurus, are what are called fixed signs. So we have a lot of stimulation on the fixed cross all through Aquarius season. And this full moon is humming with vibrational energy. Taurus holds the heaven of your chart. This is the most outward facing place. This is where you are reaching for what you want to create out of your life. This is a full moon that is uh, reflecting back to you the power of relational coherence. When you have skills to relate with others, you are supported to do what you want to do in your life more easily, more effectively. Collaborations can be messy sometimes. It can be hard to work with people. But like the saying goes, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. You want to go far right now. You don't need to go fast. You need to move at the pace of trust, at the speed of relationship. And this full moon is letting you know that. And trauma exists in all of our relationships. And so when little fluctuations come up in the energy field, when your heart does a little dance in your chest, when your stomach drops, when you feel a little cold, when it feels like the air got sucked out of the room, how do you then regulate and co-regulate? How do you connect with the communal nervous system? How do you connect with your own nervous system in ways that help you relate with the world in general? Again, I'll reference the heart tending practice I gave you in your overview, and I will suggest that you spend some time breathing in relationship, inhaling the gifts the plants give you, exhaling and offering gifts right back to them. As you inhale, you are part of life, and as you exhale, you're a part of life. In this way, you can find a safe space inside. You can regulate and co-regulate with the earth. And that will support you to stay a little more steady, a little more grounded when the human beings around you, and maybe when you, uh, feel really destabilized and uncentered. Now, as we get into February, uh, we have more and more energy coming into Aquarius. So Mercury is entering Aquarius on February 4th, Mars on February 12th, and Venus on February 16th. As these planets, which are the personal planets, our personality symbols are all coming into Aquarius, into your solar seventh house, immediately they're meeting Pluto. And then over the course of the next couple weeks and months, they are moving to square Jupiter and then they are moving to square the outer planet Uranus, both of which are in Taurus. Uranus is also stationing direct from its retrograde at the end of January, so we have increasing acceleration in the fixed cross. We have a lot of movement in your relational atmosphere. We have you connecting with people, talking with people, communicating with people. We have you taking action, putting yourself out there. We have you uh, being attractive, Venus in your seventh house, we have you attracting, magnetizing, connecting, communing, and we also have you experiencing profound relational growth and needing to experience relational growth. 
we have you contending with power right now. And your power is the power of relationship. And because uh, this movement is stimulating your solar 10th house, your career, your vocation, your life path, etc., I uh, want to say that it is essential that throughout Aquarius season, throughout 2024 as a whole, that you are really practicing attuning with relationship. Relationship happens in all directions, in all dimensions, in all kinds of ways. You don't need to be enmeshed. That's not what I'm asking you for. I'm asking you to be attuned, to notice what's happening, and to be response-able in relationship to the relationship, to the energies that are present. And so when you feel like a little bit of something and you're like, mm, I think that thing that I just said was kind of activating for that person, right? Because it's like a look went across their face. Or you feel a little clench in your belly. I want you to trust that. And I don't want you to feel afraid of it. I want you to regulate in your own body. I want you to breathe into your own heart. I want you to remember that you are always already connected and in family with life. Stabilize yourself in your own secure attachment to the earth. And then sense the space. Is it appropriate right now for you to be like, hey, how'd that thing I just said land for you? Get curious. Curiosity is such a gift. Curiosity and openness, right? Hey, I'm actually really open to your feedback. I'm not coming at you defensively. I'm coming at you as a human being. And human beings are, by default, biased, ignorant, and messy, right? Like, we're fucking up all the time. It's just part of life. We step on each other's toes. We say things all the time that are uninformed, that are ill-timed. Did I say something in a kind of way? Can you tell me? Then we've disarmed, right? We've disarmed our own defensive patterns. We've disarmed our fears that maybe like we've said something wrong or done something wrong. I want you to be present. In your presence, you are response-able. The new moon on February 9th in Aquarius is a new moon that is uh, squaring Uranus and Taurus. In the days uh, leading up to this new moon, Mercury will square Uranus and Taurus. And the day after, uh, Mercury, Mercury uh, is squaring Jupiter in Taurus. So we've got so much activation on the fixed cross. This new moon is such a powerful time for you to set your intentions around how we can go far together. You want to go fast, go alone. <laughs> You'll get somewhere fast and then, you know, you won't have anybody around you. You need other people to survive. It's like the nature of life on earth. You want to go far, go together. So this is a new moon that is asking you to really meditate on the qualities of relationship that you are calling in to move in a direction that is a new direction. I think a lot of you have big dreams 
for where you want to go and what you want to build. I think a lot of you are trying to do new and different and innovating and exciting things in the world. And you need to work with other people, and I think you know it. You are looking for a new relationship to power, and you are looking for a relationship to collective or communal power and relational power. And so part of this journey is that you're going to have to be with power and what power has been and has done to people so that you can take part in its transformation. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ooh.